Welcome to The Daily Influence, where our mission is to deliver a daily dose of positive influence that can uplift you personally or be shared within your sphere of influence. While not every episode may directly apply to your unique circumstances, we strive to provide insights and inspiration relevant to most people's daily, weekly, and monthly lives. Whether you are tuning in during the morning, noon, or night, The Daily Influence is here for you. Listen, share, and embrace the power of influence in your life. Hey everybody, Brian Smith here with the I and Team series and the Daily Influence. And today we are going to talk about succession. And most people who think about succession think about uh, passing a company on to children or other family members. But here at IA and in the I and Team series, succession to us is anything that succeeds us. Succession planning could be planning to sell your company, planning to pass it on to relatives, planning to have an ESOP, an employee stock ownership program, any kind of change, succession in your organization to us is what succession planning is all about. And we think succession planning should be part of the foundation of your business. Why are you in business? It's not just to make money today. Where do you want it to be? in 10 years, 15 years? Do you ever have an aspiration to sell it or pass it on? Because if you do, which most of us should have some type of plan in our mind, ultimately, what are we going to do with this? Because I don't believe that anybody starts a business just to shut it down one day. But if we think about succession planning, then what we must do and should do is start planning for that on day one. We're going to make mistakes when we do this because not everything that's required for really good succession planning is practical in all moments. There's a lot going on when we're alone, when we're a sole entrepreneur, a plumber, or a sole practicing professional. There's a lot that we have to do. Not only do we do what our profession is, plumb, fix electricians, be a doctor, Treating patients and clients and solving the problems that these people do is, yes, the primary goal, but there are all these secondary things that have to happen, billing, paying bills, scheduling, educating, learning, keeping up on our areas of influence, whatever that is, maintaining our equipment, managing our equipment, organizing our lives, managing the money. And as we grow, and get busier, we have to start to add on to that. And that's where businesses, small businesses, really oftentimes struggle. And it's where if we have a succession mindset, if we start early and we think, what am I going to need to have succession someday? What is somebody going to expect from this company? They're going to expect some organization. They're going to expect good customer service. They're going to expect a business that is is valuable without you. Maybe not without the employees, but without you. If you're the owner, for succession to properly happen, you have to exit. Ultimate succession is you're gone. And how does an organization started by you, built by you, do that? And that's where we have to think when we're laying our foundation. Each different level, each brick that goes into it is really important. And it's hard to think like that, to slow down and think about, how do I do this? The best way is to ask for help. 
ask other business people what they've done. Now, some will have gone and, and will tell you, you don't need to do any of that. I just got a program and I manage myself. I can do everything from this laptop or this iPad or even from their phone. And yeah, for them, that can work. But the question is, is then how are they ever going to have succession? So move past those people into the people who actually think about organization. How did they grow slowly, comfortably? And that's one of the lures that we have when we're thinking about succession is, can I scale my growth? Well, if we scale our growth, what does that even mean? And how does scaled growth influence my succession? What do my plans for what I'm doing to get from here to there? And here to there is very different for every person. You might want to have five employees by the end of one year, 10 by the end of, of two years. You might want to have two employees. How do you get there? That planning is also important because it builds a foundation for your succession. And if you just write it down, you organize it, you document it, you're smart about it. And you've heard us talk about smart. Be specific, measurable, attainable, realistic, and timely. Write those things down. And if you are smart, then you are building for succession. Get to the root cause of the problems. If you find yourself spending more than X amount of time doing a task that isn't directly involved in what your, your core business is. For instance, if you're a plumber and you're spending 10 hours a week doing bookkeeping and you bill $100 an hour to do bookkeeping, but you're not a bookkeeper, it's costing you $1,000 for that 10 hours because you're not out doing your plumbing. And I am sure that a real bookkeeper, not a plumber, could do that bookkeeping in a fraction of that time and for a fraction of that amount of money. And how do you pay for that? We had this client who was having a lot of difficulty because they were doing their own billing. Their billings were late. It was a lawyer, by the way. Their billings were late. Their billings were inaccurate. The payment applications that they got were inaccurate. And they would get behind. And this attorney said to me one day, you know, I just can't keep good help. And I said, well, what kind of people are you hiring? She says, well, I can't get good people. $15 an hour, I just have to get the bet, you know, I just don't get very good people. And I said, well, how much time are you spending working on this uh, bookkeeping for your practice? And they said to me, you know, two to four hours a week, every week. And I said, and you're still not caught up and it's still inaccurate. And they said, yeah. And then they said, how much do you bill an hour? And, and if you had those hours back for bookkeeping, would you be able to bill them or would they be dead hours? Oh, no. You know, I find myself having to work more than full time so I could bill those hours. So what you're telling me, I said, is that. You're giving up $1,200 a week because you can't find a $15 an hour person. Have you ever thought about splitting that with somebody, finding a really good finance person and billing person, maybe paying them for full time? What could that person do for you?
And in those three or four hours, you not only pay for that person, but you make money on that person. You might be able to grow your practice. You might be able to do something different because you're more accurate and you're more organized. You might be able to actually do more. This person might be able to help with other things. Now, funny enough, that's not what they did. They went back to hiring low dollar people and they've had three or four people in that position over the last couple of years. They just can't get themselves to spend the money, but they're not planning for succession. They can never sell a practice. They can never grow a practice with that mindset. So slow yourself down, ask yourself, what does my company need if I was to leave? What couldn't be done? Help yourself to understand the layers of your business, where your value is and where you become invaluable doing tasks that aren't to your core area of influence and move slowly through those. And it's okay to go faster if you want to borrow money and plan, but plan properly, have smart goals, use smart tactics and think with smart communication. And when a challenge arises in planning for this succession, this newness in front of you, get to the root cause as quickly as you can, understand it, embrace this, and get by it. I hope that you have a great day, and I look forward to talking to you again tomorrow. Thanks again. Mm -hmm.